All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Locked on Avalanche. On today's episode, Nathan McKinnon gets the second star of the week in the NHL. But if you look at the three stars, it's kind of interesting and odd what the NHL did. We'll look at that. And we're also going to, because we have some time here, the Avalanche have two games in the last two weeks. Uh, we'll revisit the Central, how things stand, what has surprised us so far. A new episode of Locked On Avalanche coming at you right now. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. every day thank you for tuning in and making this your first listen of the day that is always appreciated he is mr shaggy von doom kyle sullivan i am chris maselli you can follow us on our social media outlets lop and underscore avalanche on twitter locked on avalanche on instagram questions comments concerns opinions locked on avalanche at gmail.com and follow us over on youtube hit subscribe get notified when a new show goes live uh before we get into anything man just one more uh final comment on peter mcnab because you just saw uh the outpouring it made you feel good man like yeah. like it's almost like you, you hate going to like you know wakes and funerals it's like uh, i don't want to go but you go and then you feel better when you do go yeah. and if you're a part of it you know because my father passed away not that long ago so like after you after you see all the people that show up you, you, it does. It makes you feel better. And reading so many just comments and tweets and posts, and they were all the same thing, all just what a human being, what a man. Uh, remove the hockey part of it. Yeah. Just a, a, a true, like, human being. Uh, it was just, it was sad when you heard about it. And and then yesterday was like, it did make you feel a little bit better. If you're on social media or even, even the local news in Denver was just talking, had, had really good segments that you can go look up on YouTube if you want. It, it's part of the, you know, the healing process when someone passes away. It, it did. It, it did make you feel good yesterday. And especially like seeing former players like Tyson Berry, Matt Duchesne. Matt Duchesne, like, yeah making <clears throat> long posts about it and there there's a lot of time removed um for Barry and Duchesne and for him to matter that much even with all that time removed and with Duchesne a million teams in between um it, it speaks a lot to the man's character and the interaction he had with the team and the players and just the kind of person he was so mm. to see all of that um, outpouring for such an incredible guy was uh, it was incredible it's great it was really good. So um, one thing he would have uh, loved to have seen was uh, Nathan McKinnon getting a, a second star of the week in the NHL. Uh, very well deserved, obviously. The interesting thing to me is, so th did you did you see who the other two were? I know. Yeah. I think number three was Robo from Dallas. Am I, am I right? No, he was actually number one. Oh, number one. He, okay. he was the first star of the week. So he, uh, Robertson had four goals, four assists in three games. He's the first star. Nathan McKinnon didn't score a goal, uh, seven assists in two games. And then Eric Carlson had the exact same stats as Jason Robertson, but he's the third star. Go figure. Like, how does that work? How do you decide? Okay, we have two guys here that 
have four goals, four assists in the same amount of games played. One of them is going to be the first star, and the other is going to be the third star. I, I don't I don't get how you, how you do this, and then you slide Nathan McKinnon in between the two of them. Uh, go go figure. It's the NHL just doing the NHL, I guess. Is anybody in control of the NHL when it comes to scheduling <laughs> and stars? Is this I don't get it? Is it controlled by AI? <laughs> I mean. You would almost think like, okay, those two guys would be one and two. Nathan McKinnon yeah. would be three or throw Nathan McKinnon at number one because his seven assists were in one less game and have Robertson and Carlson be two and three. But just the fact that Robertson and Carlson have the same exact stats and they're they're not consecutive. I mean, flip a coin on who you would make number one or number two. But I, I, I just got a kick out of that. I just, I just saw that and I'm like, can the NHL do nothing right the answer I, is no. I, I, no, I don't know, man. Maybe, I'm, maybe, just like the, my my dark sense of humor when I when I when I saw that was just this is just bizarre to me. But it's this league, man. It's the league, yeah. But I mean, Nathan McKinnon, well deserved, obviously, seven assists in two games, uh, in those two games over in Finland. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I wonder how many times we're going to see this. You, you have, you're going to you're going to get Nathan McKinnon up there. You're going to get Kale McCarr. You think remember a few years ago when when uh, Frankie had to fill in for Grubauer mm-hmm. and he he was on the top uh, the the three stars two weeks in a row. Yeah, I think he was number one the first week and then number two. I know it was number one back to back. He was either number two or number three the the, the week after. Uh, and I'm just thinking, is that anybody that you think on the team could maybe like have just like this surprise week? Outside of the norm, outside of the, you know, Kale McCars, Miko Rantanen's, Nathan McKinnon's, anybody if, that, that could like kind of sneak in there and grab a, grab a star. On this current team, like if Nuke was healthy, it's prime for him, especially with the production he had up until the point of his injury. Yeah. Like it would have been like Nuke would have really creeped up there. Um, if Lecky can finally string this together and get hot again, I easily could see him also creeping up Definitely. there but but nathan mckinnon kale mccarr is almost like your easy just fill in if you can't yeah. figure out what to do just put one of those guys in there yeah. nobody's going to complain and i you know what man i i'm gonna put myself on a limb out there right now i think alex newhook sneaks in there at least one time this year what i think he can put together a week where he's just feeling it and vibing and I, I just feel like he's going to sneak in there. So put me on record, you know, right now that at some point during this season, Alex Newhook gets a star from the NHL. It's going to happen. You know what? I, I respect that. I respect mm-hmm. that. I, I, I'm sitting here like the wheels are turning on if I'm going to jump on board on that. I just, I have to see one have more to. game. I want to see one more game from New Hook before I can have that kind of confidence. All right, you you can jump on later. There's always room. There's yeah, always get, room get get back to me. Circle we're the trade back around. Yeah, I'll be we're here. good. We're Polar Express is not left yet. <laughs> we're good. Punching tickets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so as far as stats go in the league, we kind of wanted to look at these and uh, you know look, look at the, like the big stats and, and where some Avalanche players stand in comparison to uh, the top of the league. I don't know about you, man. I'm just getting, I'm just getting tired of seeing Edmonton Oilers, namely, uh, obviously, 
Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl at the top of these stands every single year. I mean, it just shows how good they are, obviously. But yeah. it's almost like you're, you're loading up stats and okay, who's at number three? Because it's always Draisaitl and McDavid at one and two. Um, as far as points go, yeah, McDavid at number one with 25, Draisaitl at number two with 23, and Nathan McKinnon. He's number five right now. He's actually tied for number five. Him and Eric Carlson both have 19. So with McKinnon, he has the least amount of goals. So he's only got three goals in the season with those 16 assists, kind of similar to what he was doing last year. Yeah. And he is, I don't want to say quietly because he's been having an excellent start to the season. Uh, he's right at top five right now in points. I mean, you would have to assume he can continue that throughout the season. That's really not, not any not really going on a limb for that one but do you think he can catch maybe top three is that doable for him i do um i don't know if eric carlson could sustain what he's doing i think a lot um, of people have yeah i mean he's, I he's, he's got to an amazing start but and i wonder how long the wheels stay on nikita kucherov but uh, we've been saying this for like four years now so and he's i'll be out right I'll be right eventually. Um, and <laughs> you kind of you kind of think that Nathan McKinnon's goal production and like how it's kind of tailed off is I wonder if it has something to do with the absence of Landeskog and he's taken on that role of like leader and he's the mental leader and like a facilitator. That's why he's got the assists like he does. He mm -hmm. he's not going out there to win the game because he doesn't have the captain out there. Um, it's insert meme here. I'm the captain now. Um, right. Like he's he's facilitating. He's making the team better. And I wonder once we get closer to Landy's return, or it gets to a point where he really knows how the lines are going to work. If he starts coming back to that, I'll take this shot because I believe in what everybody else is doing. Right. Um, he's ac actually also tied with David Pasternak, who's got 19 points as well. So those three guys. So really, he's in fourth place. Um, between Pasternak, McKinnon, and Carlson. Uh, between those guys, he's he's the best in plus minus. He's a plus eight. Uh, he does lead all those guys in penalty minutes by a good margin. Uh, <laughs> getting an extra two for uh, mouthing off to the ref will do that. Um, but the one thing, and I didn't see this till right now, man, his shooting percentage, Nathan McKinnon's shooting percentage is only five and a half percent. Trade him. <laughs> This. uh that 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 contract is looking bad right now five no. percent shot percentage yeah. get out i mean here. you're gonna expect that to go up but and when he only got three goals um that is by far the lowest you look at like someone like Connor mcdavid 25 and a half shooting percentage you just shake yeah. your head when you look at his stats it's ridiculous yeah. they should just be blacked out like i don't want to see them <laughs> the rest of the year just redacted show, redacted yeah, redacted uh, you got Miko Rantanen on here too, and he's he's uh well, he's listed at number fifteen, but obviously there's a lot of guys. So let's see, that's four, five, six. So he's seventh. He's seventh right now with sixteen points. So he's a little bit more evened out than Nathan McKinnon. He's got seven goals and nine assists, um, and his shooting percentage is at nineteen and a half. So, uh, yeah, Miko, I think this is one of the best starts to a season that he's ever had and you asked do you think uh nathan mckinnon can close the gap on some of those in front of him 
And I mentioned those that would fall off. I see Miko closing this gap between him and Nathan McKinnon really quickly. Um, especially mm. once we get back to not traveling across the entire planet and getting back to a regular NHL season. Like if you see the names on there, it's like Troy Terry is in between Nathan McKinnon. It, like you don't cool. see that like sticking around because it's not a lot of great things going on in Anaheim. But mm-hmm. like, in like Matt Chuck in Florida. Well, you know who's like the golden boy right now, and and we were talking about when we did the the crossover with Trey is, is uh, Jesper Bratt. Everybody's like they want to be part up. of the Brat Pack right now, and I get it. Like he's having a, a, a great start, but McKinnon's got better stats than him. Miko Rantanen yep. has just as good a stats as him. So it's like I get it. People latch on to mm-hmm. people that's all, and he and he's deserving of all that. But they're right there with them. And you yeah. look at you know. uh the Evs have only played 11 games. So if you go back to McKinnon, uh, and he's, like I said, he's tied with Pasternak and Carlson. Carlson has played three more games than McKinnon. And Pasternak has played one more game. So he's got a game in hand on, on the, both those guys. Uh, and you have to assume he's going to get a point or two in, in this next game. But that's neither here nor there. It's just saying, like, they're, they're keeping up with everybody. They played a, a game or two less. Yeah, like those two guys specifically, as far as forwards go, you you needed those, especially knowing that Landis Gog was going to be out for an extended amount of time. You could not afford to have those guys get off to a rough start, especially with how the depth has gotten off to uh, a really rough start. But they didn't. They they like no, we have to step it up. They clearly have clearly. So and I I feel like the production for both is going to if they could continue what they the momentum they got in Finland, if they could come back and continue that where they don't have to be the sole so, uh, source for offensive production and they could rest a little bit and they're not being run 25, 27 minutes a night, mm-hmm. I feel like their production is going to go up and they could be a little bit more selective on what they do because it's not all through them. And I feel like their production, like you'll see it in the Nashville game. I I expect at least maybe both of them to walk away with at least one point. Oh, easily. Yeah. You, well, I don't want to say easily. <laughs> it's not yeah. easy, but the way that they're playing, you would have to assume that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and quickly you look over on the defensive side and, and Kale McCarr, uh, maybe some people are in fairly like kind of honing in and it's taking him a long time to score a goal. Okay. Well, he's, that doesn't mean he's not being productive. Mm-hmm. Um, overall for defensemen, he's third right now with 13 points, 12 of those are assists. Sure. Um, and again, Carlson right now is uh, with those 19 points. He's leading with uh, Rasmus Dahlin, uh second with 15 points. So, you know, if you want to go off assists, McCarr's leading the league in assists for defensemen. And the goals will start coming for him. He's just too talented yep. to to not start getting pucks in the net. And yeah, he's he's right there too. Not not surprising at all. It's, it, I mean, it's a marathon. Let him, let right. him take his time. Let him get going. Let him get yeah. comfortable. We're not, we don't have to expect a lot out of Kale McCarr night in, night out. So right. let him take his time. Uh, and for what it's worth, my boy, uh, Shane Gossespierre. Ten, he's in 10th right now. Well, less, more than that. So one, two, three, four, five, sixth. He's in sixth with uh, 10 points a minus nine on the season. So, I mean, when you play on that team, <laughs> going to happen. So, yeah. um, I wanted to bring up goalies here too. Uh, Cause you know, Georgiev, 
he is a top five goalie right now in the league. And that is that that's over. Let's see. Um, where's his, so his save percentage, uh, nine two five right now for his save percentage. That is better than Igor Shesterkin. Um, that is better than, let's see, need to load. I want to organize this. Where do you go? Better than Martin Jones. Yeah. That's your boy, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, so no, like he, he's, we've talked about him quite a bit and, uh, he, he's everything that's been cracked up to be so far for the avalanche. So I think he's another guy we're talking about stars of the week. Uh, you're going to see him getting some too. Oh yeah. Easily. Easily. Yep. Like, and for the Avalanche to have a top five goalie and save percentage, wow, what a treat. Mm-hmm. That's just one more little uh, tool in the weaponry. Like, it, it's nice to have that to rely on, too, especially going into really the meat of the season. Like, yeah. that's it's it's really good. Yeah, better than uh, Shesterkin, better than Vasilevsky in terms of save percentage, uh, better than Darcy Kemper. So I was about to say. There you go. <laughs> Uh, so it's, you know, we'll keep an eye on stats cause that's, you know, what makes or breaks a team and makes or breaks a player. Um, but we'll keep an eye on those as the season goes along for sure. So, all right. We also want to keep an eye on the, the division right now, kind of craziness going on in the central. So where uh, are teams standing or any like surprises for any of these teams that kind of, I think are our surprises and can, does it stay this way or are teams, that have come come out kind of come out of nowhere. Are they just playing with house money right now? And will the division kind of eventually even out? We'll talk about the central right after we hear from betonline.net. It is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer to esports, and of course our beloved NHL. We've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those as well at BetOnline. We are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. That's betonline.net. That is where the game starts. All right. uh, The Central, we kind of did our preseason predictions on where things would stand. Uh, And, you, you know, most teams, let's see, St. Louis, eventually they'll catch up to the rest of the league, but they're at nine games right now. Um, everybody else has played 11 or 12. And Dallas is still holding strong at number one with eight, three, and one. Winnipeg at number two, seven, three, and one. Colorado right now is in third. Chicago at four, five, five, and two. Minnesota, they got off to that rough start. They seem to have turned the tide a little bit. They're five, five, and one. And Nashville, they got off to a rough start as well. They seem to be maybe turning the tide as well. Five, six, and one. Arizona at seven, four, six, and one. And then St. Louis just cannot get things going. Um, they are three, six, and oh. Overall thoughts on the division, where things stand right now. Absolutely surprised at the start that Dallas has. And if you ask anyone around Dallas, I think they're equally as surprised. Um, this is not something they anticipated. This is a shock to everyone. How long it holds up, who knows? Mm. 
you can take a sharpie to the schedule those yeah. games in november uh very very important um yeah when when we did the crossover with dane from lockdown stars he was very honest he, he was like i'm not completely sold yeah. uh i think they have you know they have good players and i think they can be in the mix uh but he wasn't throwing out there oh they're gonna get off to a hot start they're gonna be you know staking claim to the number one spot in the division after the first month like he wasn't saying anything like that so i think there's a little bit of a surprise there they've gotten, gotten off to a, a good especially have a new coach yeah sometimes it takes a little while to get going um but no they're just they're firing on all cylinders right now um what do they got 40 and, and you know they're kind this is where i think that they made the good change on the bench with the with their uh, head coach because they were kind of just like the Islanders. They were like the Islanders of the West. Just a very, not like slow. And it was a really like slow team, a slower team. And just methodical. And they'll grind you down. It's more defense than offense. And that's not the case right now. They got 46 goals. That's tops in the in the division. And so. apparently that coaching mindset's good enough to get Winnipeg into the second in the Central. Because there that's where he go. went. That's where he went. Was Winnipeg. So, and, and, but look what Winnipeg's got, 33 goals. So he yeah. brought his style of play to Winnipeg. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Winnipeg is right there too. And you got those two teams, one, two. I, Dallas was that team that I thought was a fringe team. And again, by the end of the year, very well could be. We don't know how this is all going to play out. Um, but I thought they could be on that verge of maybe getting a wild card spot not Winnipeg. I don't think anybody really thought Winnipeg was going to be uh, up at the top of the stands at any point in the season. But I will say, man, that game that they played against the Avalanche, I know it's only one game. Mm -hmm. They have some talent on that team. And, and they, they look have, different. They, and they yeah. look different. Yep. And they have good defenders. So you have that. And, well, and I say that they have given up 27 goals. So 27 goals against, which is tied with Dallas for the least. So they're not scoring a bunch. They're scoring 33 goals, which um, outside of St. Louis and Arizona is the, is the least in the division. So they're not scoring a ton, but they're not giving up a lot of goals either. Um, yeah, man, I, I, like I said, I know it's only one game and it was early in the season, but I thought Winnipeg looked good. And maybe it was just because they were playing the Avalanche and we said you know, a lot of teams are going to get up for when they play Colorado this year. But they have skill at the top. Um, and they have a great goalie, and they have good good defense. So they might be tougher than we think for the duration of a season. Yeah, this is you really want to keep an eye on them. Um, Dallas, like when we talked about Dallas, you want to talk about if this is sustainable. What you saw in that first game against Winnipeg, and with the new head coach and the new style of play with that existing talent, it's something you want to keep an eye on if this can mm -hmm. hold up. Because if they do, this could be an issue. This could be a problem because. They're they're scrappy and they're talented enough to go out there and score a couple quick goals. And that's all they need. Yeah. So and then you know towards the the bottom of the division, we were always saying you know Arizona is going to be down there, uh, and and we were some people were myself included were thinking like could Chicago beat out Arizona for uh, you know the worst team in the division potentially worst team in the league? Chicago's five five and two right now, playing some inspired hockey. I think yep. they're taking this whole us against the world mentality and people just saying that we are going to be bottom feeders and running with it for as long as they possibly can. Yeah. 
So they're they're in the middle of it right now. I don't think they're going to stand there. This this could be an Anaheim Ducks thing from last year, but I give them credit for for stand not just caving and standing up to it and going out and and fighting it out every night and winning games. And when they win, it's commanding <clears throat> and you respect it. You're like, okay, you're not you're not giving up. You're not entertaining that let's tank for bedard stuff like yeah you're you're going out and winning those games and you can respect it with everything that chicago's gone through and then as far as st louis uh you just throw your hands up and you're like what 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 happened (laughs) i don't know everybody was thinking this was you know a lock for a a playoff team but i mean have have they just got too far back and you hate saying that in the you know the first week of November, where it's irreplaceable right now. Like, is, can can they can they turn the tide? You know they've done it before, where they went from from worst to winning the Stanley Cup. They were worst in the month of January. They ended up winning the Stanley Cup. Things are different, obviously. Just because you did it before doesn't mean that's an automatic. You do it again. I don't know, man. Like they, they got to start making some changes yesterday for them you, to salvage this season. You're not going to see me shed a tear for Jordan <laughs> Bennington and this implosion no. when they no. pull Jordan Bennington as many times as you pull the rope leaving Long John Silver's. Um, <laughs> like it's, I I have zero sympathy for him, and it, it's about time. Like that roster, it's aging, um, and. Like you said, they might be a little bit too far behind to catch this thing up, especially with how bad Bennington has been playing. Yeah, with how bad he's been playing, with how good the division is playing. And um, how good Billy Huso is playing in Detroit. Yeah, yeah, he is. You're right. Um, crazy, crazy. It's, it's, it's The division is just in disarray right now, and uh, we'll see over actually the coming weeks and coming months of things kind of even out the way we thought they could go. But I don't know. As far as St. Louis – uh, they got a long road ahead of them. I mean, they, they have time, but if they don't turn it around immediately, um, you might have to just throw in the towel for St. Louis. And who thought we'd be saying that by uh, the first week of November? Crazy. But what I said about St. Louis, about you know being going from last to first and saying, like, oh, well, we've done it before. We can do it again. What about the avalanche? A lot of people want to say, like, well, this is what happened last year. Does that matter? Does it matter at all? And should we stop saying that? Because this is a different season with a different team. Does it just make us feel good to say that? We did it last year so we can do it again. I get it, but should we? But first, uh, we are going to hear from Simply Safe. And you know what time of the year it is, Mr. Sullivan? The holidays. It's the holiday season. And I don't know if you know this, but stuff gets stolen around the holiday season, my friend. And we all like to order online. We all we, we don't want to go out anymore to the malls. We want to stay in and we'll wait the two days to get the, the product shipped to us. And then it sits on our front step. And if we're not watching, that's not as a guarantee to get stolen, but burglaries and package thefts around the holiday season go up substantially. That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off of their award-winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. So order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind for this holiday season. It's 24-7 professional monitoring service 
that costs less than a dollar a day. It's less than half the price of ATD's traditional professionally installed system. And with top rated Simply Safe app, stay in complete control of your system anytime, anywhere. You can arm or disarm. You can unlock for a guest, access your camera, or adjust your system settings. So don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that we recommend that's 50% off of any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. And there's no safe like Simply Safe. All right. So uh, the Avalanche obviously coming off of their Stanley Cup season. And when that happens, when you go into the next season, a lot of liberties are taken, uh, mainly by like the fan base of kind of just feeling like, not that it's a given it's going to happen again, but you have kind of like some of this self-confidence that, well, they'll just automatically turn it around because they did it last year. And and, and honestly, I think that does happen for yeah. a, a lot. <clears throat> when you win a championship, you do get some kind of like bravado about you. Like, well, we can turn this thing around. It's not just guaranteed, but you, you, you've climbed the mountain. So you feel like you can do it again. And a lot of people want to turn to the, you know, the four, five, and one start. And when the ads were four, four, and one, they're like, well, this is what we did last year. So I, I get why people want to do it. It makes them feel comfortable, it makes them feel like, well, it's okay. We did that last year. This is a completely different team. Mm-hmm. We have the superstars and all, you know, they're, they're not going anywhere, but you don't win it just with the superstars. And, and when this was happening last year, uh, when, when the abs started off, okay, I'm not going to say it was a bad start. Uh, what they were missing was top tier guys. Yeah. They were missing Devon Taves. They were missing, uh, Nathan McKinnon. Yeah. This year we're missing, uh, excuse me, uh, Gabe Landeskog, but that's really it. And yeah. You've had Nichuskin out a couple games, but the, the depth from last year was from my recollection, pretty well intact. And you kind of were able to, you know, just turn the tide pretty quickly. Just you had to get in the flow of a season. I think that can happen again. I think that's just the nature of the beast for the avalanche. But what do you feel about all of this? Just comparisons to last year. And this is how it started. It's it's eerie. It is a little odd. It's kind of starting similar. But you just automatically say like, well, because this is how it started last year. It's just going to be a carbon copy for this year. It's I take it both ways. Um Everybody wants to point back to last year and how we started. We didn't have Lekkanen when we started last year. We had Maltsev, um starting games with the Avalanche. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we had to figure stuff out there. I understand. And this Avalanche team can figure out stuff here. But the league was different last year. We just got done telling you what the Central looks like. Who would have, who would have told you Dallas and Winnipeg would be leading the Central? <laughs> right, yeah. And it's nothing you can sit back and say, well, we started off rough last year. It's November. This is where we turned it around last year. That excuse goes out the window. Mm. <clears throat> we uh, just got done with a back-to-back in Finland against Columbus. We won both. We started out last year against Columbus in a semi-back-to-back. It was like two or three days apart, and right. we lost both. So I forgot about that, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> and this Columbus yeah. team has Johnny Hockey. Last year they did not. They didn't. Yeah. And last year that was a Maltsev Jost uh, Leckenless team. <laughs> right. Um, it's 
you can make the case for both seasons, and that was also Darcy Kemper's net. This is Yorgiev's net. So, right, that's I, the point. There's a lot of, of changes that happen. And I, I, I still feel like the, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like people say like, "Well, this is how they started last year," as it's just a given that they'll be able to replicate what they did last year because they did it last year. It's like, well, no, like you just can't assume that. Can they do it? Absolutely. Why? Because they're a good team. Not because they did it last year. Exactly. Not because they're going to repeat what they did last year. Because they have they have guys like Nathan McKinnon who are going off. And you have Kale McCarthy. Like, you have the team that's there. So I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just like the, the phrasing of it that I don't really like when it's like, well, this yeah. is what happened last year. Sure, that's what happened. Last- and like I said, it's a, it's a coincidence that it's kind of starting out the same way. Um, but they still got to play the games. Like, like, look at St. Louis right now. Like we just talked about them. They're just so far behind. Like, and the abs aren't there. The abs are, 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 are right there. And, and I, you know, because they, they weathered the storm of the first month of the season and didn't just beat themselves, they'll be fine. And when you get, uh, you know, Landeskog coming back, that's going to be an, a great moment. You, you, you there's thing, things are, are progressing fine. I don't think anybody's like panicking, but I just don't want to use the excuse of, well, this is what happened last year, so it's just going to repeat itself this year. That's not guaranteed. Yeah. If you get comfortable with that excuse, there's a fine line between saying, well, this is how we started last year if you're Tampa Bay that went to three Stanley Cups in a row. And then there's a difference in Montreal, who was in the Stanley Cup final, Mm -hmm. and then the worst team the next year, St. Louis, who hasn't come close to coming back to the Stanley Cup. The same for Washington. Um, mm-hmm. You could say, well, that's how we started out last year. And before you know it, you're wishing you had the success of last year. It's true. So yeah, you, you can accept it for so long. And we could say, well, this is how we started out last year. Where we're sitting right now is where things turned around. This is where the Avalanche got their swagger. And you kind of see that with how they ended that Global Games series. They have that swagger, but from here on out, you want to see night in, night out avalanche hockey. That excuse is an October excuse. November, especially with how Dallas is that we just got done talking about. We have two games against Dallas in November. Mm. You can't say, well, uh, boy, we started off rough last year. Hate that we dropped both games to Dallas. Now we're going to find ourselves in a St. Louis, Chicago. You're back of the pack and you have games you need to have. Yeah. Last year, we had the opportunity to put ourselves in a position where we could play garbage hockey for the last two weeks of the regular season, and we could lose them and just say, well, hey, we're in the playoffs. We locked up this, that, and the other. You don't want to be fighting for that game 82 position with unproven lines three and four. No, and and you know I think it's a good thing that they're playing Dallas now in this month mm-hmm. twice. Because it's not, you know, two teams that are like trying to find their footing. It's one team that's gotten off to a hot start and they are coming for you. You know, yep. they're going to want those are four big points. And Dallas is going to do everything that they can to, to put four more points distance between them and the Avalanche. So you can't have that. Like, like, yeah, we feel good right now because of how they played, but it was Columbus. Right. And I just want to put that into perspective here. Yep. Like it's not, you know, it's it's not a high flying Dallas team that that's playing right now. It's not like look what happened against the Devils. I want to see what happens when we go against the Devils again. Yep. Like, that's what I want to see. So you can't like you, yeah. I, hopefully that was what turned the tide 
for the abs and, and playing more consistently. And yes. you will see that through the rest of the month of November. We will really see it when they play teams like Dallas, who maybe is overachieving right now, but they got all the confidence in the world and they are waiting for that game. I don't know what the first one, if it's in Dallas or uh, Colorado, if you want to look that up quick, but uh, yep. I, they don't care. Dallas just wants to to face you and you, yeah, you got, you have to snap out of that early season, like highs and lows uh, because there's so many teams that have already snapped out of it. And, First and one in Dallas. Of course it is. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be a one nothing game. Uh, but yeah, like a lot of teams uh, didn't even start the season with, with the roller coaster highs and lows of, of October. Dallas is one of those teams. They, they came out fired out of a cannon and they can't wait to play you. So yeah, you can't have that. You've got to get over that stuff now. So again, we feel good because we have two wins in in Finland, and great. Those you know, every point matters. Every game, it's not easy to win games in this league. So great, you win both those games. But now let's see. Now, now you, you got to keep that that going and, and that consistency over the course of November. So we'll see how it all plays out. And does and that week that we play Dallas, you play them on Monday. You yeah. play Vancouver on Wednesday. Friday you play Nashville. Saturday dallas okay so you start so monday it's monday and saturday yep oh so and that the second the second one is the uh, second game of back-to-back yep you play oh. at nashville and then you come back to ball arena to play dallas well at least the I'm, back-to-back is at home but still that's like yeah. nashville to denver i'm, I'm planning this in your mind right. now this yeah. is these are the games that you prove yourself yeah. that the excuse no longer flies all right it's going to be a good month, so um, we'll see. Yeah, uh, and for all those that say like, yeah, last year, yeah, last year, last year was November was when things started to go well, and they did for pretty much the rest of the year. So yep. uh, January though was really where things were awesome for, for the Avs, um, and maybe it is again this year because that's when Gabe comes back. So may, maybe maybe there is something to this whole last year just carbon copy. <laughs> you know what? Year. Just whatever you know, everything i just, just said forget it yep just forget it yeah forget it <laughs> all right uh that's gonna wrap it up for today everybody uh thank you for tuning in making this your first listen of the day that is always appreciated uh we will not be here tomorrow um mr sullivan and his job and it's election day uh, is gonna be a busy man tomorrow for uh his work so uh we will not be around for tomorrow to record but we'll be back the following day and get you prepped for uh, the game on Thursday. So that is going to be it for today. Once again, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Always appreciated for Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. This is the Locked On Avalanche podcast, just like it was last November. Carbon copy edition. Have a good day, everyone. Go, Abs, go. Go, Abs, go.